Hey everyone, what is up and welcome to the Lifestyle Lifter Show. I'm your host, your online transformation coach, Adrian McDonald, here to help you look, feel and perform better without restrictive dieting, which is kind of the topic of today's show because this is the final episode before Christmas Day 2022. So what better way to describe and discuss what are some of the pros and what are some of the cons of hitting the pause button on your health and on your fitness over the over the Christmas. So on this episode, I described the pros and cons of both approaches. The pros of staying on plan and staying as consistent as what you would have been doing up until this point and the cons of doing that. And then on the flip side, what are the pros of just completely taking a break, having some time off and getting back at it in January? And what are the cons and what are the drawbacks of that? So I just described like the, be- the best of both worlds there. Then even if you were to take a break, all right, and take, you know, 10 days or two weeks off, how much weight, how much quote unquote damage can you really do? Even if you do go off track. So I just touch on that a bit. Then I describe what are just six simple tips that you can implement, stay consistent over the Christmas without actually restricting yourself. These are just six simple things you can do that you can implement which will allow you to enjoy the holidays without completely going off the rails. And finally, I wrap it up with describing my own training, some of the types of workouts that I would have done in the past. Side note, I would not recommend it, but it <laughs> let's just say I definitely sweat it. And secondly, how I'll be navigating my nutrition. Some of the mistakes that I made in the past, my infamous Christmas Eve a few years ago, where I probably hit up an unintended 10K calorie count, and some of the lessons I learned from that and just how I plan on how I plan to navigate my own nutrition over the holidays so that is all for for this week's episode they are the show notes I hope you do enjoy and if you do get value please pay the fee the fee is very very simple it is not monetary it is simply subscribe on Apple and or Spotify or wherever you're listening and leave a five-star review and as a bonus please just shoot me a DM on Instagram or share it on your IG stories if you got value from this show. From this show, I know you will and I hope you will. So without further ado, I will not leave you waiting. Here is the final episode before Christmas Day 2022. Should you, should you hit the pause button on your health and on your fitness over the Christmas? Hey everyone, what is up and welcome back to the Lifestyle Lifter Show. If this is the last episode of, of, of 2022 before Christmas, that is. I probably will have another episode next week just to stay consistent on my end. I did say one episode a week, but regardless, it is the last episode before Christmas Day 2022. So I thought it would be a good idea to actually do, make this somewhat of a topical episode on what are some of the pros and what are some of the cons on hitting the pause button on your health on your fitness over the Christmas because there's a few ways you can go about it. Okay. If you, first of all, if you have been relatively consistent this year so far, you have been training three to four times a week in the gym consistently, you know, keeping an eye on your nutrition. Even if you do not do a thing for the next 10 days or two weeks, how much quote unquote damage can you really do? Probably not a whole lot. Okay. So what I would say is, what you've been doing up until this point is much more important as to what you do over the next two weeks. Okay. With all of that being said, though, I personally am a creature of habit. I like my routine. I like my structure. 
And I know a lot of other people are the same. So when we're off work, when we have a bit of extra time, what do we do with ourselves? And this can lead to obviously challenges with their health, their fitness. So I'm going to talk about what are some of the pros and what are some of the cons of actually hitting the pause button on your health, on your fitness over the Christmas. Quick sup of water. So the first thing I will say is there is an opportunity cost, <clears throat> excuse me, to everything that you do. If you're someone and you decide you want to stay on plan, what are the benefits of completely staying on plan? Obviously, you're going to maintain or if not improve your overall physique. You're going to be feeling better. You're going to have more energy. Probably going to be sleeping better too. And potentially be in a better overall mood from just eating good, nutritious, nutrient-dense foods. What's the flip side of staying on plan? What are the drawbacks? Well, you obviously, you've got to say no to some of the social events. Or even if you do go to the social events, whether it is work parties, um, family, friend nights out. Let's just say there is not going to be a whole selection of parish <laughs> and beetroot salads on, on display there in terms of food. It's going to be more likely the whatever, like the mince pies, all of the, the Christmas trees, the celebrations, the roses, all of those good stuff that we tend to indulge on over the holidays that you got to say no to. So you have to say no to the social events. You will be saying no, of course, to the added food, the added drink that will be lying around the house, and you will potentially be missing out on some of the holiday fun. So that is the drawback of that. Is that worth the suffering for you? I'm not saying this is right, this is wrong. you got to decide. So if you do want to stay in plan, they are the benefits, and there's also some drawbacks. For instance, so I do have a client, Tom, and he will have lost 11 kilos in 11 weeks. And just where we're talking about obviously coming up through the Christmas period and he is adamant because he was someone who would have been very, very consistent leading up to the holidays before. And he learned what he wants to learn from his lesson this time because he would have lost a lot of weight previously from like September up until Christmas, took that bit of time off over the holidays and just could not get back at it in January. And as a result, previously, his after doing that, his weight would have rebounded. So this year he said, he is adamant that he wants to keep this consistent over the Christmas so that his method is he wants to continue on training. He wants to try to not eat or at least really minimize the amount of junk, quote unquote, junk food that he's eaten. And more so to just load up on the likes of the turkey and the ham, because as he correctly says himself, it's quite difficult to overeat turkey. It's quite difficult to eat, to, to continue eating protein, protein, protein and not get to a point where you actually want to stop. So for Tom, and actually another member of ours, Johnny, he is somewhat the same. He said, look, I this is just something I want to keep going. I want to keep doing. I don't want to lose. I've never seen myself look this way before. So why would I want to go back to my previous old habits of just eating and drinking comfort food and having cans and drinking alcohol, you know, every night of the week over the Christmas and feeling like <laughs> not feeling the best waking up January 1st or 2nd and having January blues go going back to work. So look, this approach does actually work for some people where you just want to keep that routine consistent and whatever you have been doing up until this point, you want to continue that on. On the flip side, if you are someone who says, I just want to completely go off plan now. First of all, what I would say is 
and I don't mean to sound critical, but if you feel you need to like take a break from your plan, that you know that that you actually need to have some time off. And there's a difference between having time off and just not wanting to do it. But if you genuinely feel that I just need to get away from it, potentially the, the plan or the method you're following is not the best fit or properly suited for you. Because while there is definitely a case we made for like taking a deload and just tapering down your, your training, if it's a case that you actually need to get away from it and, and actually take a break, maybe the, the form or the type of training you're doing isn't the most suitable for you. However, if you are someone who's, you know, you have been enjoying your training so far and you just want to kind of scale things back and just take a bit of a break because more so of the time of year, the benefits of that is you're not missing out on any of the fun. <laughs> you're not restricting yourself in any way. You can go to the parties, you can go to the events, you can say yes to anything you want you can eat the eat the cake and enjoy it too, and you're probably you know gonna gonna be able to enjoy yourself as much as possible. Let's just say, there are the benefits of that. The drawbacks are: look, you're obviously <laughs> it's not all sunshine and rainbows. There will be an increase in your weight there. Your clothes might feel a bit tighter come the start of January, and also you won't be feeling the best. I'm sure waking up the next day. And I'll just share a story because, oh, I'll never forget one year Christmas Eve. I just know I got to if, if I like have any form of like trigger food early on the day, like trigger foods are foods for me and, and foods for everyone here. Listen, that if you have one, you just kind of find it hard to get the day back in order, back into routine again. And that can just be like a domino, almost like a domino food where you eat it and then that like gets gives you an urge to eat more and more and more and one christmas eve there i got breakfast with a few of my friends and whatever i got for breakfast it just i i just had that kind of urge for me in me to eat more and more and my god this compounded i mean it went on through through the full day of christmas eve it was like celebrations there was roses i'm sure there were some usa biscuits thrown in there there was christmas pudding which I don't really even like, but I was eating it for some reason. <laughs> there was ice cream, there was trifle, there was everything. All right. So that was, a, that was a good case of me just going completely off plan for one day. But to be honest, God, I went to bed that night and didn't feel the best. Woke up on Christmas Day and certainly did not feel the best for the first couple of hours at least. So that's some of the drawbacks of, of just, you know, completely pressing the pause button and going, going the complete opposite way. You know, where you wake up and you have a, set of, a selection box for, for breakfast. You're just, you don't actually, personally, I'm just speaking, I don't feel good when I do that. All right, because your food does impact how you think, how you feel, naturally enough. And those kind of high sugary foods, they feel good at the time. But it's like, after, you know, the, the 30 to 60 minutes afterwards, you just feel like a bag of shit and you just want to lie down and you're not able to do anything. So that is some of the drawbacks of going completely off plan. Now, with all of that being said, even if you do go off completely off plan, this will bring me on to my second point. How much, quote unquote, I don't like using this term, but you get what I mean. How much, quote unquote, damage can you actually do? Yes, your weight will increase. If you 
if you do, you know, eat, eat, eat over the, the 10 days or two weeks of the Christmas, the holidays, your weight will increase. But however, that's just a number on a scale because your weight's going to increase from all of those extra carbohydrates for a start. For every one gram of carbohydrates you eat, it holds on to three grams of water. So a lot of that weight that you will gain over the holidays is going to come from just water rate, from water weight from all of the extra carbohydrates. However, over the course of, let's just say you go off, go off plan for, for two weeks. After two or three weeks in January, if you get back at it again, you stay consistent, you, you swap the selection boxes with the salads and you just get back at your training again. After about two or three weeks, you'll probably most likely be back to where you were before the Christmas holidays. Now, obviously, like, look, I'm just speaking, I'm speaking to the masses here. This depends on, on what you actually do over the holidays. But I feel for most people, for most people anyways, listening, if you are a lifestyle lifter, you're not listening to this and you don't work out or you don't take any form of pride in training. You want to look good, you want to feel good, you want to perform good. So even if you do take a bit of time off, I know you'll be back at it again in the new year. And you're, it's only going to take a few weeks to get back to where you were previously leading up to the Christmas. So I would, so what I would say is, look, don't, don't like, don't panic too much, even if you, even if you overeat or overindulge as to what you had initially planned, because we can, there's this thing called recency bias, where we basically, we overestimate how good or how bad some of the most recent events are. We weigh them up like too much and put too much emphasis on them. And we base all of this on how we're feeling now. But in the grand scheme of things, when you reflect back over time, there's not a whole lot of damage you can really do over two weeks. Okay? There's not a whole lot of damage. So what I would say is your weight will increase, but a lot of that weight will come from carbohydrates. There's a difference between an increase in weight and increase in body fat. Weight is literally the number on the scale. Body fat is the ratio of muscle to fat that you have. Your body fat, your body fat percentage may increase slightly, but it's not going to increase nearly as much as your weight. You can put on 10 pounds, 10 pounds of, of weight, but that doesn't mean you put on 10% body fat. There is a, they're complete, two completely different things. So what I would say is do not panic even if you do step in the scales and you notice the weight goes up. That being said, it's, it's up to you, completely down to you whether you want to weigh yourself or not. If you do weigh yourself and you have a good relationship with the scales, do not freak out if you if you wake up on January 1st and you're up a couple of pounds. As I said, a lot of that will just come down to water weight, carbohydrate weight. But on the flip side, if you have a bad relationship with the scales, I certainly would not recommend weighing yourself, particularly over the holidays, because you might just freak yourself out of it. All right. So just keep that in mind. Now, with all of that being said, here are just some general tips I will give you for actually staying somewhat consistent over the holidays without restricting yourself. Again, if you are a lifestyle lifter and you are listening to this, you probably are already doing some form of training in the gym. It's likely part of your routine, it's part of your structure, it's part of your schedule. So it's just a case of you deciding what do you actually want, what, what needs to happen for this Christmas to be a success for you where you can you can reflect back, say you, you enjoyed it, without completely going off the rails. So here are just some general tips. Firstly, sleep more. Like this is just an easy one, but use this extra time now to catch up on some well-needed sleep. And this has so many benefits because 
or, or we have two hormones in our body. So leptin and your ghrelin. And your leptin tells you when you're actually full. And then ghrelin, that's like your hunger hormone. That tells you when you're hungry. But here's the thing. A lack of sleep can have like almost like opposite effects on your leptin on your ghrelin. Because if you don't get a good night's sleep, your leptin levels, you know, they're those, the, the hormones that signal that when you're full, you actually will need to eat more food in order to get that trigger that you were full. And then you're more likely to be hungry, hungry more because you need more food to keep you going. I probably didn't explain that the best. So let me just say it again. So your leptin, this signals that the, the hormone that signals when you are actually full. Okay. Now, studies and research shows that a lack of sleep results in us needing more food to actually keep us fueled throughout the day because we need something to keep us awake, to keep us alert. And then on the flip side, we, we tend to become hungry more often. In other words, the food that we do eat, it doesn't tend to keep us fuller for longer, which is why we often tend to need to go back for the coffee or for the quick sugar hit to actually keep us going. So just simply by sleeping more, this can actually reduce your appetite during the day. So you don't constantly need the coffee. You don't constantly need the treats to actually keep you alert, to keep you awake. So the first thing is just catch up on a bit of sleep. You know, if you have been someone who's been getting up relatively early, maybe don't set an alarm. Actually, that is a new habit. One of the best things, best habits I've implemented in the last six months is just not setting an alarm in the morning. And I just try to let myself wake up naturally and more or less to the letter of the law, I wake up at the same or similar time each day. So don't set an alarm and try to sleep more. Secondly, and <laughs> this one isn't easier said than done, but maintain somewhat of a normal eating pattern. Try to have your breakfast, your lunch, your dinner, your evening snacks in and around the same time. As I said at the start of the podcast, I'm a creature of habit and I like to eat my meals at the same or similar times each day. However, with all of that being said, when you're off work, when you have an extra bit of time in your hands, <laughs> it can just become trickier. So what I would say there is, look, a lot of eating over the holidays comes from just boredom. So knowing that to be true, reduce your boredom by going on walks, by scheduling events during the day, going on hikes, meeting some friends for coffee, you know, getting out of the house, getting out of the kitchen and actually doing stuff. You know, do some activities, do something fun with your family, with your friends, so you're not constantly just in the house picking and being ravenous on the food. Secondly, what I will say is, and this goes back to my Christmas Eve, <laughs> my, my unintended 10K calorie challenge, I'd say, if I toddle it all up, start the day off on a quote-unquote a clean basis to some degree and leave more of the, what we'll call the junk food to the evening time. If you start the day off with a selection box, you're probably not going to want to eat the broccoli and the turkey and the potatoes for the dinner a few hours later. You're probably going to want more, more chocolate, more sweets, more trifle, more cake, more biscuits. So try to start the day off relatively clean and then, you know, leave some of those treats for the latter half, the, the, the final part of the day after you've got like at least two or three good meals into you. Next tip I'll give is, look, try to decide in advance what you're actually going to take. So, for example, if there is a nice apple tart or a nice Christmas cake or a nice trifle there on display, instead of eating it from the box, which I'll hold my hand up, 
I've done this before. <laughs> I've got the spoon. I've dipped it in. I said, I'll only have one bite. You get, you have the one bite. Hmm. This tastes all right. I'll have another bit. I'll have another bit. I'll have another bit. And then next thing you know, your mum or your dad is asking, what happened to trifle? <laughs> they search the bin and they see the, the empty package there. It's happened to me before. So what I've learned from that is decide in advance what portion you're going to have and put it on a plate. Try not to eat from the actual, from the biscuit tin, from the open box of celebrations, from the Frere Rocher. Try to dish it all on a plate and put it in, a, in an actual portion. Much easier then to at least control it because, as I said, if, you, if you're just eating from, from the biscuit tin, you're probably going to continue eating until all the biscuits are gone. Or, you know, if you're eating from the roses, you're going to be eating, you're going to continue eating until they're all gone, except the pink ones or the orange ones, because we all know they do not taste good. <laughs> just putting that out there side note bounties get a bad rap in the celebrations personally I used to hate the bounties now they're like they're not my go-to ones I really like the Maltese or the crunch ones but they're not the worst either I think they get a bit of a bad rap in in our house for the celebrations probably the the ones that are left at the bottom are most likely going to be either just the Mars Maybe, or maybe the Milky Way. Yeah, the Mars or the Milky Way. But it used to be the bounties, but now um, <laughs> I have done the due service of cleaning up any of the bounties that have been left behind. I'm a big fan of those. Um, those roses, though, the pink ones and the orange ones, I just think they're absolutely horrible. I can't get over how some people find they're like their favorite ones. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I think they're absolutely terrible. I do not enjoy those at all. Anyways, um, going back to what I was saying, so portion allows, put, put it on a plate what you're going to eat instead of like eating from the biscuit tray. Next thing is, this is just a simple one. Out of sight, out of mind. Clear the table. Clear the table after you finish eating on that particular night so you don't wake up the next day to a table full of celebrations and biscuits and mindlessly just start snacking at them first thing in the morning. It's, it's a simple thing, but it's so, so effective. And this just... Like for me, for instance, with cereal now, again, I brought this up before, like that's like a weakness of mine, a, dom a domino food that if I just have, and obviously it depends on the type, but if I have a bowl of Cocoa Pops, it's very hard not to say no to have another bowl. So if someone does bring in Cocoa Pops in the house, if I cannot politely throw them in the bin, the next best thing is to actually put them at the back of the, put them at the back of the cupboard so you can't see them. Same with just some of the Christmas treats. So out of sight, out of mind. Next of all, work out. Try to continue on training. Sure, you might not be pushing PRs and going for one, one rep maxis on your squat, your bench, your deadlift, or trying to hit a 5 or 10K PB. Well, maybe you might. It's, it can just be harder when your nutrition isn't on point. But the flip side of this is the bonus of being in the calorie surplus and, and consuming extra calories is use those extra calories as fuel you probably have a bit more energy during your workout because of all the stored carbohydrates. Your, your stored carbohydrates should be relatively full. So put those carbs to work. You know, get a session in. And just a tip in general, you're probably going to, your, your best odds for keeping your training consistent if you do it earlier on in the day, like first thing in the morning instead of later on in the evening. 
because it can just feel like a weight in your shoulders when you have more time and this has been hanging over you. So, you know, there's a great quote. If you start to swallow the frog first thing in the morning and the rest of the day gets easier. And if you've got two frogs to swallow, eat the biggest one first. In other words, start the day off with the most difficult task. And even if it is over the Christmas and you would like to work out, and that's probably going to be the most challenging thing you're going to do that day. Try to get it done as early as possible in the morning. So that's one thing ticked off and you can look forward to the rest of the day. And then finally, like I haven't actually touched on this much, but just prevent hangovers. If you are having a couple of drinks, first of all, do not drink on an empty stomach, which to be fair, it's probably unlikely it's going to happen over the Christmas. But genuinely, like get some good food into you. Get some good food, two or three square meals into you if you are going out for a couple of drinks that night. Secondly, hydration during the day. And this is this is this this requires discipline now. But if you are in a night out, what I would recommend is put a, bring a pint of water and leave it at your bedside before you actually go out, so that when you get home, not the morning after, when you get home, as I said, this requires discipline. And when you go to bed, drink that pint of water. I cannot tell you how many hangovers this has saved me, especially from back in the day in college. Me and one of my mates, uh, Jason Leonard, shout out if you're listening. What we used to do was we used to live together in college and even after a night out, second, like it requires discipline now because you just either want to go to bed or you want to eat junk food. You probably don't want to drink water. But what we used to do was um, used to have like a two liter or one liter bottle of water. If you get that in a 24 hour in the way home and just drink that back in the taxi, drink that back in the house. And the next morning then, still had her full, still enjoyed the night out. But the next morning, hangover, whatever hangover we had, it was definitely not nearly as bad as what it would have been if we didn't drink that water. So just rehydrate, get back at it the next day. And that's like the big thing with hangovers, just hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Finally, then I'm going to wrap this up by describing, I guess, what is my own approach over the Christmas holiday? So I'll start out with my training. And as I said, this, is, this isn't this is something that I feel I need to take a break from. Like I genuinely, I enjoy training. If something makes you feel good, why would you not do it? And training for me, like it's the physical benefits are rewarding, but I always say this, just the mentality. It's the mental benefits. I feel so much better after it. So I plan on continuing on my training as normal. I do plan on scaling it back, not going to be pushing numbers as much, not really going to be like, following a set program as such or like really dialing in and everything just want to have a bit of fun too and just play around and do like <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of CrossFit I don't know what I'd be doing it this year but few years like two years consistently what I did was I don't know if anyone is familiar with the is it called the Fran or is it called the Murph oh any CrossFit listeners uh, let me know which one it is it's either called Murph the Murphy work, Murph workout or the Fran workout. And I, I did it on the, tw I don't know why this day, but the 23rd of December, I did it two years in a row. And what it entails is you do this for time. now. It's a one mile run. You do 100 pull ups, 200 push ups and 300 squats. And you finish with a one mile run. OK, <laughs> so the way you break that down is you do your one mile run, you do that for time. 100 pull ups, 200 push ups, 300 squats. So the way I broke it down was 
20 sets of five pull-ups, 10 push-ups, and 15 squats. Or you could also do 10 sets of 10 pull-ups, 20 push-ups, and 30 squats. What I will say, though, is just going from pull-ups to push-ups, your arms are freaking dead. <laughs> so I did a 20 sets and not going to absolute failure. I'm doing so 5, 10, and 15. And what I did was to just keep me like motivated during it, I think I, I took a break after every four or five sets. So I'd always like say to myself, okay, I'll have the, I'll do my, I'll do four, maybe I think it was four sets. So I'll take a drink after the fourth set. And then I'll tell myself, okay, next time I have a drink, it's going to be the eighth set. And then I'll tell myself, next time I have a drink, I'll be more than halfway there. And then I'll say to myself, next time I have a drink, will be one final, one final hurdle away from the finish line. So it's just that, that was like a way that I managed myself talk. But I remember I did that on the 23rd of December. Don't know why it was that day. I think actually it was because I was out the night before on both occasions and I just felt terrible. And I said, I need to get this out of my system. So I did that. I said, what's a difficult thing that I could do? And I thought of that CrossFit workout. So what I will be doing is just having a bit of fun with my training and maybe mixing it up a small bit, doing more like complexes and stuff. Keep them short, keep them intense. Um, <laughs> would not recommend that Murph workout. I think I got it done 38 or 39 minutes in and around that. I think I broke the 40 mark, which I was quite pleased with. But by God, did it sweat every ounce of, of alcohol out of me. So I do plan on continuing on training, um, not to the same level of intensity I have been doing so far, but just scale it back slightly because, again, it's something I enjoy doing. And as I said already previously, like use those extra calories as fuel to actually work out. Secondly, then with my nutrition, I will not make the Christmas Eve mistake again <laughs> of just starting the day off on the wrong note and just that compounding. Because I just, to be honest, I didn't even feel good after it. Like you just feel like a bag of shit and I didn't enjoy it. So I need. I know that I will make better food choice as a result of training, training first thing in the morning. So what I plan on doing is just start the day off well. Like I enjoy my porridge oats, my protein oats. I enjoy protein pancakes. I enjoy having scrambled egg. Like they're not foods that I feel I need to take a break from because I genuinely enjoy them. So I want to continue eating them. So I'll start my day off well. And again, I'm definitely more of a savory over sweet. So like, I like turkey. I enjoy eating the ham. I'll probably have a bit more mashed potato and some of those, um, you know, roast potatoes and those form of carbohydrates than I usually would. But that's fair enough. Like, I don't mind doing that. But it's hard to overeat turkey and ham. So I plan on continuing on, start the day off on the right note and then leaving, having more leeway in the evening. I'm not going to call it a cheat meal, but just like more like just leave a bit of space there. Then what I plan on doing for some of the treats to actually enjoy some of those treats, maybe like dessert after dinner or whatever it might be. If we have some family events, friend events on, just leave some. What I plan on doing is leaving some room at the end of the day for those. So I'll probably have two or three good meals during the day at least. And again, this isn't something I feel I need to take a break from because I genuinely I enjoy my food. I like the way eating protein, good source of protein, having vegetables make me feel like I genuinely I really enjoy it. So I want to continue on that. 
and then leave some space at the end of the day for the dessert. And that is all for, for this week's episode. So I hope you found this helpful. What are some of the pros and what are some of the cons on hitting the pause button over the Christmas? Regardless, as I was saying, look, even if you do hit that pause button and you have been somewhat consistent throughout the year, after the second or third week back in January, you'll probably be back to where you were pre-Christmas. Okay. Now, if you are someone who's listening, I put this up in my IG stories about relaunching or just rebranding a new form of program because my side of training, I've always geared towards the performance side. And I've taken like, I, I learned so much from the likes of Joe DeFranco and Jim Smith. I did their CPPS certification and I've always just been obsessed because they would have trained like some of the most elite um, NFL athletes. And you just look at these guys and they're absolutely jacked. They've got like, you know, a real low body fat percentage. If they were to step up on stage, like they would put it up to a lot of bodybuilders. But then you look at them in the gym and they're hitting these insane numbers, like unreal numbers. And then you see them on the pitch and they're doing like, you know, 40 seconds, 40 seconds or 100 meter sprints. And they are just absolutely flying it. So they have like that lovely combination of speed. They're, they're, they're so, so fast. But they have the strength then. In the gym, they'll freaking, they'll, they'll put it up to any power lifter. They've got the numbers. And then they have the looks, they have the aesthetics as well to go with it. That if they were to step side by side with a bodybuilder, you know, they would give them a good run for their money. And that's the form of training I've always leaned towards. Like, I would never like to be a case where I look really, really good like a bodybuilder. But then I'm, I'm stiff as a board like Ronnie Coleman and barely able to walk up a flight of stairs or get out of breath walking up a, a flight of stairs. Or as one of my clients told me, you know, he was going on a hike in Karen Tuchel and he saw these lads and, you know, they were in good nick, they were in good shape. But he's like, God, they were out of breath. Like I thought they were way stronger and fitter than me. I was flying by them. <laughs> and that is the form of fitness that I've always geared towards. How can you physically look your best like like the way you look in the mirror because i'll be honest like look we, we all do take pride in our aesthetics and our look but then be able to push good numbers in the gym hit good numbers in the gym and then be able to run a 5k or a 10k or do a sprint and put it up to anyone i just like that overall blend so what i'm going to be doing in january is i'm going to be launching it's my hybrid athlete transformation program. And it's basically incorporating all of those pillars. Who's this for? It is for anyone who does want to look good, like the way you look in the mirror, but then also move good too. Life happens in 3D, so why don't we train that way? Why don't we move that way? So he's able to move good inside the gym who's going to improve, you want to improve your mobility, to move better, to look better, to feel better. But then be also be able to like, you know, sign up to a local 5K, a 10K. Or if you're an athlete, be able to navigate both worlds and put, and you know, be able to sprint in the pitch. So it is that fine combination between aesthetics and the athletics. How can you look good and feel good? So that is what I'm going to be launching in January. 
by hybrid athlete transformation program because that is the side of training I've been doing all my life. And I want to put it out there now. I know this can help a lot of people. And I know a lot of people, I have helped a lot of people so far with this style of training. I'm just, I've revamped it more now. And I want to lean a bit more towards like conditioning side of training too. Like getting that zone two cardio in as well. Because cardio, like just having a good aerobic base is important too. So sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm ranting on here, but I'm just really excited about that, about the hybrid athlete transformation program. So if you are someone who wants the aesthetics, you want to look good, you want to feel confident in your clothes, like the way you look in the mirror, maybe go on more dates if that's what you're into, or just feel good, feel better at work. But you also want to move good, you want to perform good at your sport, in your relationship, in your work, in your job. And you want the best of both worlds. My hybrid athlete transformation program might just be the right fit for you. So if that is something anyone is interested in learning more about, just shoot me a message on Instagram. My IG is at, at Mac Lifestyle Fitness. That's MC Lifestyle Fitness. Um, hit me up on IG or I'll also post the show notes for my website and you can fill out an application form if you want to get started with the game plan for 2023. That is all for this week's episode. Also, actually, I have two free giveaways. If you want my uh, copy of my free seven-day fat loss accelerator, the link to that is in the show notes, as is the link for my free Live and Lean recipe cookbook. Now is the time, actually, if you have more time in your hands. To be fair, something I'm going to be trying doing as well because I don't enjoy spending hours and hours in the kitchen, but I will have a bit more time in my hands over the Christmas. So why not spend that time to actually try out some new recipes? And if you want some new delicious and nutritious recipes, I'll post a link for my free Live Lean recipe cookbook also in the show notes. All right. And finally, sorry, fan of the week. Still not giving up on this. Fan of the week is Laura, who said, I enjoy the way you mentioned the importance of finding a form of exercise you enjoy that will get your results and sticking to that. Personally, I'm not a fan of HIIT workouts, but I was made to do them by a previous coach and ended up not enjoying the process or looking forward to training. Laura, thank you so much for listening to the show and you are the fan of the week. So if you did get value from the show, finally, of all of the platforms out there, podcasts are the hardest to go to grow. And Brian Kane, actually, he recently mentioned um, that if you want your, your podcast to grow and to reach more people, the subscribes and the amount of people who subscribe is going to be the most important. So please, if you are listening to this and you haven't done so already, subscribe on Apple, subscribe on, on Spotify. And as a bonus, just even leave a five-star review. You can actually do it while you're listening. Bonus if you add a comment, but even just a five-star review, I would really appreciate it. Okay. Um, thank you all so much for listening and supporting me so far this year. This is episode 44 of the Lifestyle Lifters show. The last episode before Christmas 2022. So I just want to wish everyone here listening the happiest and healthiest of Christmas. And I hope you got a ton of value from this episode. Until potentially next week, I'm not promising anything, but I will try. I will try to have another show to round off the year. Until then, have a great week. Happy holidays, everyone. And thank you so much for listening.